0: Hey, look, uh, I just wanted to jump on and quickly say before the podcast starts today is a cracking episode. By the way, we've got Connor Sutherland of the EDP and the pink and he goes in depth about the break in trust between the football club and the local media, talks in length about some of the big stories that they've broken over the last couple of years and also the current state of affairs at the football club. That's not why I wanted to talk to you directly though. We've got a really exciting offer on at the moment. We talked last week about our proud podcast partners lakens and nor partnering well it's official they've launched a really exciting product a mixed case of lakens with three of nor's best-selling chocolate bars picked by you and us in one brilliant box. It is not going to last for long. They've got a limited stock and I wanted to tell you before the rest of our community get hold of it. So limited stock. It is a bargain price and you get 20% off as well with the code Beer. It's a brilliant gift for Christmas or just gift yourself. I'm going to link it down in the description. 12 bottles of Laken, three of Noor's best-selling bars for a brilliant price. Check it out. Hello and a warm welcome back to the TNC podcast your go-to Norwich City podcast alongside the scrimmage and the pink and podcast we should probably throw Michael Bailey's podcast in there as well we are once again joined by a guest I like to call the man to my left the Fabrizio Romano of Norwich City oh thanks Jack kind of sub it. How's it going, my friend? Hello, you mate. good? I'm good, how are Hello, you? Good to good. be back. Do you Did think you Fabrizio best? are sort of posters of you up in his bedroom or something? Or is it the other way? <laughs> he does right? follow me on Twitter, Does actually, he? Oh, something. I thought yeah. I was special. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh. Um, I don't know if I followed him at the time, actually, but I do now. That's but,
2: even better. If he's uh, followed uh, you without he's following me. He's, a,
0: he's immensely talented, And so.
2: uh, now I want to bring something up you straight away. You can't do
0: any name drops. We are No, 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 no,
2: no, no, I'm not. I want to bring something up, right? And Connor will love this. Last time Connor was on the pod, you were spouting absolute nonsense about Timmy Krull, weren't you, Jack? Look, it's a long-term vision, and where is Tim Krull now? He's on the bench. You were having an argument with Connor, because Connor was defending Timmy Krull, knowing that he was going to become a club legend, and you said that you'd rather Remy Matthews. Do you regret those comments? No, not at all.
0: I, th- I think the last <laughs> time Connor was on, he, he wasn't, Welcome he, back, mate. He, wasn't <laughs> yeah. even on uh, on the EDP desk, and now he's chief reporter. Yeah. it's been a, a, a stark rise. Yeah, it's been it's
1: been mad. It's been a bit unexpected. How long you been there now? A few years? Three years. Three is it? Yeah, wow. yeah. I, I think that's that's the nature of what the last two years have done. It feels mm. like everything's been in a much shorter period than it has been, right?
2: But yeah, it's been fun. I'm enjoying it. Good. How mad though, Connor? Like seriously, well done. Honestly, mm, thank you. Um, Like. I even just remember the days of you doing articles for our TNC website, which we've left to rot now. And you know, obviously, my football writer as well. And where you are now is is phenomenal. So, well done. Seriously, well done, guys. Good. Um, That's enough compliments. I'm sure it's gonna batter you now. (laughs) (laughs) You've been there for
0: for three years. I suspect the last year has probably been the most tumultuous of, of those years. There's been relegations. You covered a promotion in that. You would have done as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And now, I guess the last six months has been fascinating from a club media relationship point of view. We had Rob Butler on here last week from Radio Norfolk, who, of course, sung your praises as well as your colleagues. um, And I'm sure all of our viewers as well. Where are we at with the EDP, the Pinkins reporting with Norwich City? Because from what fans can see and from what we've heard, there's maybe been a slight fractious relationship over the last couple of months
1: yeah i think that's i think that's fair i think it's well documented Uh, i don't think i'm saying anything particularly revelatory by by saying that's the case um obviously you know we can we can still go to matches we can still report on press conferences so in that regard hopefully people haven't seen too much of a change in terms of coverage um and i think actually when we've spoken about this sometimes the perception has been that we're moaning or we're whinging Mm. about stuff i think actually what we're trying to do is just gently suggest there should be some accountability somewhere, there should be some external scrutiny somewhere Um, and the kind of thing that I've always said is you look in all walks of life, politics, business if if you are in a a public facing, community facing business or a football club which is obviously unique within that there should be someone asking why or Mm. what's the thinking behind this or why are you doing this and I think actually that's really healthy and it benefits both both sides and obviously when, when you don't have that um, I think you know we we end up kind of where we are at the moment with people maybe feeling a little bit confused and feeling a little bit disconnected if you if you want to use that particular buzzword so um, yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of where we where we are with it personally and and like we're fine I don't I do don't want people to, to, no, no, to no. think that we're we, we whinging or moaning about it um, but it's been
2: it's been interesting. Yeah. Mm. I've heard Connor on a few po- podcasts now talking about this, and even this one uh, just now. And I've noticed one thing, Connor. With each one, when you have to talk about it, y- you you have a large intake of breath. And you're <laughs> like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. Um, so yeah. yeah. Well, that's
1: that's kind of every day, to be honest. <laughs> just just that that general intake. Welcome um, to my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I I think it's um I just find the whole thing quite sad mm, to be honest yeah. because you know we spoke about it this is. in our not most recent Pink and Pod but the one before that. Um, How punchy, it's, by the way. It's, yeah, yeah, it Paddy's
2: was Paddy's punch we've nicknamed. Yeah,
1: it, it was. Um, it was unexpected as well, by the way. But you know, it's probably for him to answer than me. But it, it's it's a shame because the fans lose, right? It's the mm. fans that yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's not us ultimately, as I said. We, we're fine. We'll keep on. We'll keep on motoring unless we're kind of told otherwise, but um, it's the fans who, who miss the messaging, who miss the interviews with players and, and yeah. learn about the stories behind how they've got to Norwich City or what their career has been, behind understanding, it, as I said, some of the decisions and, and some of the whys and, 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 and why nots in, in, in cases. So for me, it's that's kind of the angle that I take from it because we are there to serve the supporters. And I think when, when you're
2: not allowed to do that, it becomes incredibly frustrating from my perspective mm. because it, it almost feels like I'm selling people a bit a bit short. So when a club official comes out and says there's been a break in trust and i've seen a lot of discussion about this on social media obviously as expected right because it's not clear the waters are muddy right now and there's people debating like what what was the break in trust and can you can you lift the lid on that, Connor? Can you divulge into like what you think it is? And
1: uh, I uh, yeah, I can I can tell you what it is. Um, we we asked exactly the same question of the club and got the re- got the reply that it was uh, the uh, well, involving our, our breaking of the the Mark Atanasio investment story, um, which was a, a really good bit of journalism, I must say. Thank you, and 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 I think it was. It's it's different, and I've seen lots of um,
2: not the Webber headline, Connor. Uh,
1: no, no, I've seen lots of of comments and maybe conspiracies as to a how we got that story and b how the whole process was handled i don't think i've seen one that's right yet which is interesting there's maybe little bits here and there but but not the whole not the whole picture what is the truth um so so yeah that the 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 truth
0: is we we had the story we ran the story we were asked not to run the story um so you've you you've you've firmed up the story you've you've come to the understanding of who the Itanias, itanias are and what their intention are and you've gone to the club and said we are running this story would you like to comment? Is that kind of the, the, yeah, the journey of the event? That's the standard procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and what have they said? Um, well, I, I think it was
1: it was um, heavily implied that they they wouldn't uh, want us to run that story. Mm. It's obviously not in our. Um, well, it's, it's, it's of course up to us to run the story or not. But we we took a decision actually that this was in Norwich City fans' interest to know about. Um, I think maybe obviously they would argue that it was at quite a. Uh, a delicate stage of, of where the deal was at, I completely understand that but at the same same token it's not for our job to suppress a story or to sit on a story um, and I think ultimately if, if we didn't break that story someone else would have mm. broke it at some point and this idea of maybe there being a right time, mm. when, when when would that have been mm. for, for anybody? I think it, it, you look at it and it probably would have been after it was done right? Yeah. And um, so so yeah. Again, seen ideas that we, we were offered
2: certain stuff. That that's not the case either. So so to clarify, it definitely wasn't the Stuart Webber front page. No, nope, no, not which from, was what for what what those that maybe don't know. Yeah, well, it was it was
1: a, an evening news. And again, there's been some revisionism around this slightly. So that that so the Newcastle so before the Newcastle game last season, home game uh, May I think it was. Stuart Webber did an interview with with Henry Winter in, in the Times. There were some quotes in that that oh, um, yes, some was. people were were quite upset about. Uh, we, we actually did a podcast on the day after that game speaking about those quotes and trying mm. to put them in context and, and trying to not defend him, but, but, but almost trying to sort of, well again put them in, put them in context because mm. some of them had been taken yeah. out of context and I can see why they were but also we tried to put them back in and, and explain the situations for, for why they were. Obviously Norwich got beat that day. There was the whole sort of stuff that came out after the game with, with him and fans and there were people protesting, some people with a, a banner or a bed sheet depending on, on how you want to do it. Um, and uh, so I got to the got to the Tuesday and, and there was a, a front page that that asked the question uh, essentially, which I think was, uh, do you even want this job Mr Weber? Something along those lines. Um, and I know a lot of people have questioned why that was the way it was, and uh, again, I can kind of see why and where not But you dig into it, and ultimately, it's a question asked. Whether whether you agree with the question or whether you don't, and people are entitled to. And I'm not saying kind of which way people should go mm. on that, but it's a question being asked of somebody ultimately. Um, and that that was kind of the, the front page, really. And and from there, I would say that's probably probably the
0: start of of what's been a, a fairly. Did he ever answer the question? Did, does he want the job? No, and and, and
1: and again, just, just to be clear, standard procedure of that, we we went and, and, and put some questions to the football club, I think there maybe was a, a little, I, again I wasn't involved in, in the actual process of it, so it's probably not for me to comment, but we we did put questions to the football club in advance, they decided not to answer them, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and therefore, so um, that's that's kind of that. Really
2: Fine. Do you think, like, I'm, I, do you know, when I listen to all this, when I was looking to to, 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 to Rob talk about it when I listen to you talk about about it when I listen to the the the, the Paddy's Punch Pod, as I'm calling it now. Um, he needs to trademark that quickly. Uh, yeah, he does. Paddy's Punch. God, that would be like a really good. Um, what's his favourite drink? Like whiskey or something? I reckon he's. A I whiskey don't know drink. actually. He doesn't. Um, Paddy's Punch. It can't be a, It can't be something fruity. It's got yeah, like lively. a little cocktail. I think I've only ever seen him drink beer yeah. or lager. So okay, fine. But well, a tropical IPA, maybe. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but the th- but then when I listen to it and I think, and I try to get myself in the club shoes, because I'm thinking like, do you think they uh, have the right to be insulted by that headline given that, I don't know, like sometimes I feel a bit aggrieved when like someone has done something so well and then they've done one thing and it's like been and it, I don't know, it, maybe it could be interpreted as a slap so I think you're right. It was a question. I, I, but I'm trying yeah. to get into the club shoes. As no, well. I, under, I understand. You- I understand it, and I, I understand
1: why it will have upset people. Uh, yeah. and, and I think you've got you've got to remember the context of this time, where they were taking a lot of criticism elsewhere. And yeah. I think naturally, as a human being, if you take criticism, you shut the door and you don't let it in, right? Yeah. So I, I can understand. It also came after a pretty tough weekend. So you know, in many mm. ways, it could have been the one that that, that yeah, kind yeah. of got the. Yeah. the, was the Potentially, yeah. Uh, again, it's difficult to mm. kind of comment without being the person involved, but yeah, I can com- I completely understand. I completely understand people's issues with it as well.
0: Um, Look, I think I think the the solution to well all said. of this, whether it's atmosphere, media relations, if Norwich City start winning football matches, all of these things kind of get resolved quite quickly. And within the last week, we have seen Norwich City win a football match. I want to start though with the draw against QPR. Oh, we were we were there. Didn't we didn't to. go to Rotherham. Connor <laughs> did. We're not as committed. No, but actually I think I think there was a, there were positives in that performance, Connor, and I think we saw some of those positives reinforced on Saturday against Rotherham. It feels weird though, doesn't it? We're obviously within the fans, you're basically in the fans where you guys sit up in the in the press box. Um it feels as if Norwich fans are ready to turn at any point. Do you think whatever Dean Smith does at the moment, or whatever the players do, I guess, will resolve that or do you think it's the it's the beginning of the end for, for Mr Smith?
1: Um, I I think this season's been tough for a reason that I I kind of put down to a lack of narrative, if that makes Mm. sense. You look at the first time they went up in the championship; it was unexpected. There was a fairy tale. Every win felt enormous. Two two years ago under Daniel farker was obviously unique in many ways, but there was kind of this: well, we're going to do it right Mm. this time, and and there was this kind of. mission to prove people wrong mm. and I'm not really sure what the narrative is this time it's difficult and, and when the expectation is that you just win games and that you get promoted I think it's natural that a lot of the focus then becomes on how you do that because that's mm. kind of your middle line isn't it? your baseline that you have to get anything beneath that people will view as a failure rightly or wrongly I think probably wrongly and anything above that is is, is probably a success but when winning is expected to be the norm it becomes about how you win and in mm. what way you win and, and that's kind of where I, I, I think this kind of relationship is because Dean Smith can win, whether it was six seven games in a row, and and yet people can still say, well, the the style of play isn't very good and the process isn't very good because just getting promoted mm. is kind of the norm for this Norris City Group. It's 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 the benchmark. You have to do that in a certain way. I
0: know you wrote that piece um, on the <coughs> back of the five live show uh, the Monday when Dean Smith was was interviewed. Um, and that kind of identity around the football club, and like, I get it. But equally, I'm always caught of like, do football fans have the, like the right to kind of demand that? Are, are, are we slightly entitled in the fact? Oh, our winning's now not enough, and we need something else. We need a narrative. Like, where are you at with that? Or, or do, do you think Dean Smith's been maybe slightly unfairly treated this season?
1: Y- yes, I, th- I think I think it's a tough job, uh, and and it's also tough when you come in after someone like Daniel Farker and the impact that he had and the stage presence he had and the way that he could um, command the room. And and also, he's he's just a completely different person. I think Daniel Farker was very outward and very open about what he wanted to do. Right, this is the style of play that we're going to deploy. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why this happened. Here's who's injured. Here's how Mm. long they're out for. Uh, I mean, the
0: press conferences were balmy, weren't they? But They were very long. Yeah, they were. Yeah, It was (laughs) almost like a lecture in in football. (laughs) And riddle. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas Dean is a lot more consistent yeah. and, and to the point. And, and there's, that's not saying one's right and one's wrong. They're just very different. And the way I've kind of categorised it, if that's right, is you've got one who's an ideologist and one who's probably a problem solver, so to speak. And at this level, because of what I've just said, you almost want the ideologist, you want them to play in a certain way, to look in a certain way. And then when they get promoted, you almost want the other mm. bit, someone who can problem solve and adapt. And it feels like they've probably got Well, before they had the ideologist at this level, who would then get up to the Premier League and really struggle because he didn't want to adapt and he didn't want to change his ways. You've probably got the problem solver this time, who doesn't have a definitive style, is more adaptable to opponents, is more willing to mix it up, but actually, if Norwich City were to get promoted, that's probably a better blueprint than the one that Daniel Farke had. So, they're in a difficult position, I think, Mm -hmm. between the style of coach that they've got. And also, this kind of links back to communication because if you communicate that and you speak about that being a plan, I think you bring people with you,
0: mm. and it's
1: almost been up to,
2: left to kind of Dean to explain that, and it's not for him to explain, I don't think. You said I'll I'll throw you under the bus a little bit, kind of politely, not too much, don't worry. You, <laughs> before we press the the on button, you said I actually feel a bit sorry for Dean Smith. Yeah, and that I have to be honest, that's how I feel too. Because yes, it's a well well paid job, but it's like. I feel like he's the easy target and I do think the problems run deeper at Norwich City Football Club. It's not all... That, I, I I said this in front of Rob, I'll say it again. I don't think it's the silver bullet solution. If you get rid of Dean Smith, we start blowing teams away again. I just don't think we are, especially with this current team. So I, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's cheap and it's just lazy to just say, oh, oh yeah, Dino's the problem, get him out. I just can't see it changing with anyone you bring in. Like With, with this current club set up and the fan feeling that we said in the media preview was already fragile. Do you remember when I said that we needed to win five games in a row at the start of the season you were yeah, yeah, me? "Yeah, yeah." Yeah. <laughs> and they still, still stand by it. <laughs> I don't know, I just I feel sorry for him as well. I, I think, think that it wasn't was a question. I no, think no, it's
0: interesting what you said there about it's not necessarily Dean Smith's job to communicate that message because it feel yeah. it felt like at the start of Daniel Farker's reign, it was as much for Daniel Farker as it was Stuart Weber. Stuart was all, was, it all, seemed like he was always in the media, whether it was club channels, whether it was through you, Radio mm. Norfolk, saying this is what we're doing, this is who we're signing, this is the scouting we're doing, blah, blah, blah. We don't hear from Stuart now. No,
1: no, and I'm sure he would have his, his reasons for that. Um, and, and also it's worth saying that, again, not to maybe lean on, on a different narrative, but sporting directors don't speak. That's kind of the norm. So I think he's, yeah, he's kind yeah. of broken that a little bit with, with what he's done. Um, so this isn't like something that's really abnormal in Mm. football Uh, it's usually kind of left to the head coach to to speak and and managers to speak but the problem is when when you kind of set that as again you set that as the benchmark that becomes the expectation people expect to be spoken to if you start speaking to them Mm. and then if the same person then pivots away from that for whatever reason and and they may well be justified um, then it, it does create I think People look at it and go, well, hang on, you were talking to us two years ago and we mm. understood what we were doing and now we don't and it becomes an easy yeah. thing to point at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I don't I don't necessarily want to blame Stuart Weber for that because again, I'm sure there are valid reasons as to why he feels that's not the case. But I can also understand why fans wanna speak want him to speak more as well, because that was what they kind of expected and, and kind of what he sold to them as well when, it, when he first came in and did it
0: extraordinarily well during Absolutely. during the start
1: of his his reign.
0: We'll get on to the Rotherham win in a moment. Let's speak briefly about QPR first. Yeah. It it felt as if the the performance was maybe best. We probably should have won it, Chris. But I, I felt a sense from you you're sort of screaming from behind me that you weren't quite happy still with what you saw that night.
2: I can just still see the latent potential in this team, and I still think that they're not fulfilling it and. And I know that they feel that too. You talk about, you know, Dean Smith being a problem solver. That's what I'm told they're doing. They're looking at scenarios. They're solving problems. The players are doing that as well. And I just think, and, and to just quickly flick on to Rotherham, I felt that we we functioned better. We looked like the machine was there. Whereas before, I felt like a cog was turning over here, but it was cranky and unoiled over here. Here we My dodgy analogies again, Connor and I felt like against Rotherham the machine was there and Mm. we could combat them and we could win the game of football and at QPR we just weren't quite like it was almost there but not quite there and so yeah yeah, I'm not going to be happy if we don't win games at home next season you're never going to get happy Chris Reeve when we don't win at home Mm. because we should be winning at home and I think, and I honestly think, it's a realistic expectation that we should be winning at home. Even I look at like Watford away, for example, like they're average. We should be beating them at Carrow Road. Mm. I don't. I, I'm not afraid of anyone at Carrow Road. And so, to to lose or draw at home for me is a shambles. Which is why I said, after Luton, I. I I just don't think the consistency is there for us to get top two when you're losing games at home like
0: that. Well, I think that's the interesting thing, Connor, isn't it? Is even if Norwich are winning games, we were for a long stretch a couple of months ago, the argument is then, well, the league's weak. And I think that's probably justified because I'd say the only team I've been thoroughly impressed with that we've gone up against have been Burnley. Yeah. But even Burnley have shipped goals for fun in the last couple of weeks. So you probably can't... Yeah. There's, there's no standout team this season, is there? No, and that's, that's probably epitomised. You, you think about the Championship and
1: everyone kind of says, oh, you need, you need to average two points a game mm. to get promoted. No team is doing that at the minute, which is which is an incredible mm. statistic, really. Even Burnley kind of have, have their issues. They're closest to that that benchmark at the moment. Um, Norwich two years ago surpassed that. And uh, we, we kind of looked a year ago. Teams had more points than they have this season. Mm. So it, it, it is, and I think that there's positives in that for Norwich City and that it, it won't take much for them to go up the table because of, of, of how close it is. You, you need a run of games and, and suddenly you're up to fourth after yeah. after a, a pretty poor run. Um, but also, obviously, there, there's problems in the whole division for that because if a team gets promoted out of that division when it is like that, what's then their future prospects mm-hmm. like? So, I, I mean, I think ultimately this probably comes down to how full you view, you view your glass to be. Mm. Um, how full's your glass? Uh, and what are you drinking? Fair, uh, <laughs> laykins, just, laykins, just, laykins, just, just, lay, yeah, laykins. <laughs> Um Fuller after the last three games
0: because okay. I, I think I think. Are that, we calling this a run, by the way? Yeah, I think we
1: have to. I think we have to. <laughs> okay. we have to. <laughs> three games unbeaten. I'll
0: take it. I think we have to. I think, I think we got to. Him, right? but uh, no, I think, I think actually
1: as Chris kind of said in the last three games I think you can make an argument that they've taken a step forward in each performance mm. which has maybe been the criticism of them particularly with with Rotherham which you know and, and that's not to say performances have been perfect so I don't mm-hmm. think they have but they've improved various elements and, and to add some context to, to kind of the machine element of it it's not really a surprise now they've got a left back back and they've yeah. got a, yeah. a, a proper defensive midfielder and suddenly Kenny McLean's playing his natural position and there's, there's a few more options. So, again, that's, that's mm-hmm. again, to add to the sympathy with, with with Dean Smith to an extent. And I, I get why the pressure's been there. Uh, and it's yeah, probably right to have been there because Norrie City should not be going on the run of form that they've been on. Nope. Um, but, as you said, at no point did I think, right, just just change the manager and that's an, mm. easy, that's an easy fix. Because I, I think, actually, and I'm sure they would have
2: looked at it in the same way, there were a lot of players out and there was a lot of mitigation behind that run. Do you, do you think, though, kind of, like, that... I feel like we're done with the injury excuse now, right? Like, mm-hmm. are we are we agree- are we in agreement there? We're, like, we're done with the injury excuse. Yeah, I think because we've got he- Hayden back. Dimmy's back in the fold now yeah. as well. Yeah, I think oh, once
0: again, if you if you good. sounds good. If so you lose Hayden again. You you've once again got an interesting wow, yeah. situation in midfield. That we he's kind of feels like our only defensive midfielder, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess Liam Gibbs is, is the other one, Liam but again, Gibbs, yeah. he's, he's what nineteen years yeah. of age. It's a lot of pressure, to, and and I think there've been points this season where people have kind of forgotten his age, yeah. and, and that you know he's not played at this level before, and there's been a lot of expectation placed on him. So I think it, you know that's needed managing as well. Um, but but you're right, and that that is the the dilemma that they have. But the fact they've got players back now I don't think is, is a coincidence that the last three games when they've had those players back and they've had a few weeks of, of fitness, they're beginning to look mm. better as a team. I don't think that's a coincidence. I was just
2: gonna say, Darren Eady does a Darren's debrief exclusively on the TNC socials. And one of the things that he said in his recent one after Rotherham was that now he wants to see a consistent starting lineup. Mm. That's where he feels that Norris City will improve. Do, do you agree with that, Connor? Or do you think, because I kind of think, well, Dino, does deserve more criticism if he now tweaks it and plays with it when we've got our best players back, right? Po- possibly, but
1: again, and this is this probably lends into the, the
2: the championship
1: being weaker argument, the schedule is ridiculous. Mm. Like Teams yeah, aren't, aren't yeah, being yeah, able to train, Norwich true. haven't been able to train really, so it's very difficult for a coach to say, right, well X is wrong with my team and on a Monday we're going to do this session to improve it. They just haven't had that time, they've been in the classroom a lot and kind of doing it via one of those kind of smart boards in in analysis rooms rather than on the training pitch and that's a very different type of coaching. Mm. So in many regards it's probably not a surprise that you're seeing teams have faults Mm. in different areas and that's quite consistent across the division. But it also means you have to change your team more because when you have three games in a week
2: and the championship's
1: pretty mad anyway Mm. but it's been even even madder in, in this kind of opening block of games you are going to have to use your squad a little bit, which I think is why Norwich are probably carrying a bit bigger of a
0: squad than they have done in recent years. Chris, something that gets criticised a lot in this country is the trains. But yes. the Ramsey Railway is up and running. The Another Ramsey goal.
2: Railway, mate. I told you last week I was aboard. Are you aboard the Ramsey Railway? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Here we go. Weren't you criticising the signing when he came? Yes, I Kermit? was. Yeah. And what did I say last week? I, just like many other Norwich fans, was was proven wrong. What did you think when, when Ramsey joined? Did you think, eh? I think I actually
1: asked Dean Smith a question about his inexperience because the only loan that he had had been at Cheltenham. And kind of, when you do, well, in my role, when Norwich sign a player, you try and find out how they've been, right? So, yeah. And the reports I got about weren't particularly positive. Uh, yeah. exactly. So I think though, that that natural scepticism is, is always there. And Marcus Edwards, we could throw in loads of other young players Marcus who, who have turned up and yeah. not yeah. done yeah. particularly Next great. Messi. Mm. I, I do think the fact this is his second loan is really beneficial. Norwich haven't taken him; it's the first one where it's a bit of a culture shock, and you you've been in the environment for so long. Yeah. I, think, I think that helps. The fact he obviously knows the coaching staff, Liam Bramley, I think was his was his coach when he when he won the mm. youth Cup at, at Villa. So all of these things help with kind of how he how he beds in. But he's just he's an intelligent footballer. Mm. He's, if the play is moving in one direction, often he peels the other way to try and find space. It's very very yeah. clever, and um, that means he kind of can drift out of games, but. I don't think that should be taken as like a criticism because what he's actually doing is trying to locate a, a really good space.
2: At the start, I felt it was maybe, maybe I'd say just passing, just making, just giving the ball away too easy. And now I'm not seeing, I'm not, personally, I'm not seeing mistakes, but that's because I, I watch football in a funny old way. If we win, we don't make any mistakes. <laughs> but I'm just so impressed with, with, with Ramsey yet again, building in confidence, bringing the ball forwards. And by the way, he wasn't the only one yeah, Maxi Ahrens, who was absolutely mm. superb yeah. against Rotherham in my opinion, yeah. and considering um, the what I would describe as a stop-start season for him, I, fe- I felt that was particularly well rightly praised for for doing what he does well, which he did exceptionally well under Daniel Farker To be fair to him, so that was good. Gabriel Sarah as well, mm. by the way, which we which we need to sing the praises of. Um, I, yeah, mate, I'm I'm feeling good about it, mm.
0: but I am well aboard the Ramsey Railway. Good. Um- Gabriel Sara, Connors, another one. We'll get onto Twitter questions in a moment. I think there's a lot of questions about Gabriel Sara. But he came with a price tag. There was, there was pressure upon his shoulders. I think we didn't really see it in the first few months. And it felt as if Marcelino Nunez was far ahead of him in terms of development. It feels like we're starting to see the quality from Sara now.
1: I agree. And, and actually, that, that Rotherham performance, I think, is, is the best that I've seen him. And it's, it's almost a shamey, obviously, the error for the goal, which probably... Showed everyone that there's still more to come in terms mm. of adapting to the league, and you know he's, he's still young. You just get your head up, you look, you don't play. A also, a poor pass. defending, even after exactly. The ball yeah, and, and to be fair, Kenny McLean made that point after the game that the pass is one thing, but they probably yeah didn't, they didn't defend it well enough. Eager, Agreed. Yeah, I, I think what we'd seen from Sarah before Saturday was spells in games mm. where you thought, okay, yeah, I can see it. He's up to the level, and then there'd be phases of game. QPR is a really good example. Actually, started the first half an hour looking pretty bright. And then suddenly he was being pressed quicker than he was passing and it's like, is he gonna mm. get that intensity and and that pace of the league? And you know, if you're gonna do it anywhere, Rotherham's not a bad place to do it because that is, that is intense.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Don't you think that it feels a bit, Maybe it may be Mario Vrancic in the sense of he just you, you you know, there's a player in there.
1: I think I said the
2: same thing on our podcast. Actually, oh, did exactly the same thing? I've got <laughs> I definitely copied great minds. I've <laughs> <minds. Great laughs> definitely got him. He hears people, forgets <laughs> that's, that's who said good. it, yeah. and then <laughs> <laughs> takes it as his own. Gabriel Sarra <laughs> is the definition of a green banana. Okay, when he writes, did you say <laughs> green banana? Oh, no, no, I would no, when we're in the right color, yeah, absolutely. I when, don't know where this is going, when, I'm worried. When Gabriel Sarah ripens, mm. my God is it going to taste good. Right. It really, really is. Have you heard the new Sarah song, by the way? Any interest? Uh, yeah. Lots of interest. Have yeah, you heard yeah, the new yeah, Sarah yeah. song? Yeah. Gabriel Sarah. Number 17. I, I don't know the words to it. Oh, I
0: like it. Sarah, 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 best Sarah. Best we've again. ever
2: seen. Sarah. And we signed Sarah. him from Brazil. So so is like, a
0: big fan of Abba? Is that, I was literally going to ask what the original song was. Yeah, ABBA. N- yeah, Little interest in ABBA, but a lot of interest in Gabriel Sara. Should we get on to the Twitter questions? Yes, let's do that. Time for the Twitter questions. And as always, I haven't read through them. So there could be anything here, Connor. so brace yourself. Uh, Stan asks, uh, is the World Cup coming in the middle of the season a blessing in disguise for Dean Smith? Surely he needs to start getting the best out of players who aren't going to Qatar if we're serious about winning promotion this season too many passengers in the squad I guess it, it kind of links into your point Connor, that he maybe hasn't had the time on the training ground I think coaches always like to call it time on the grass don't they is this a good? Op- I don't know what their schedules like over the World Cup. Will they be having time off, or are they in yeah, as usual? Uh, they're,
1: they're going for some warm weather training. Uh, I don't know if I, if it's out where they're going, so I better not say. But they are, they're they're going for some <laughs> no, no, they're going to some warm weather training. and will go okay, down well. they'll, yeah. they'll come back to base and, and have a friendly. So I think it's a three week block they're looking at. They'll have a week off as well. Okay. But I, I mean, this is kind of unique. So the actual answer to that is we don't, we don't know. Mm. We don't know. The only kind of thing that I can. Think is is like this as in a pause in the season is when everything shut down for, because of because of COVID and, yeah. and we were all in, in shutdown. And actually, he utilised that period really well with the Aston Villa team. Yeah. And, and, and obviously, the circumstances are different because a lot of that was Zoom based and, and yeah. uh, they weren't allowed to train and stuff like that. So it's slightly different in that regard. But it is. A, a, a previous sort of um, block of time where he has had time to work with the squad and improve them. They obviously went on to stay up. There was a bit of luck with that with uh, Oyen Nylon's yeah, Just a bit. Uh, Hawk, Hawk line. Hawk, Hawk line. Hawk, yeah. line, that's the Hawk one. something. That'll do. Hawk something. Yeah, it's definitely a bird. Yeah. Um, and they, they stayed up. So. Hopefully, he can repeat that, and, and obviously, the circumstances as I Have we got, like got
0: anyone going to the World Cup? Is Sergeant what? going? Or? I think yeah. the squad's out later this week. He'll he'll in there. I think he'll go. Yeah. So, he'll he'll, be would in he there. be the only one? Yes. Yeah. Super Sarge. Doesn't have a Panini sticker for um, Dino Brandy has said in his press conference, I
2: think, if I'm listening to what you're transcribing in the right way, Connor, um, is that he is actually, he keeps mentioning we need to get through to the World Cup. Yeah. I think he said that two or three times now. Yeah. Let's get through to the World let's get to the World let's get to the World Cup. So I feel like that is a bit of a line in the sand. Where he can just go, Whew. yeah, well, yeah. Maybe he can
0: just, I don't
2: know, just mm. be up and have a sunbed.
0: But. Absolutely. Um, Andy asks, question, uh, do you think that playing Pookie is actually preventing Dean Smith from playing a team in a formation that would have more success? Um, Andy says, I love teaming, but he isn't having the impact that he used to as we're unable to provide him with the type of balls he needs. Let's go to our man who knows far more about football than oh, we I do. Find yes, it, I find it
1: too. very difficult to criticise Tim and yeah, to be honest. Uh, and I think at this level, if he's fit, you play him right. I, I guess the argument is around, do you play him with Josh Sargent? Yeah. And I think Saturday was probably evidence as to why that should happen and, and, and why Sargent probably does need to be in a central role. Mm-hmm. So that probably does lend itself to a front two. And actually, I think... The two of them, and the World Cup's going to be a really... Uh, well, maybe not because Sargent's is not going to be there, but it would have been a really good opportunity for them to work on it because there are points where they play too far apart and stuff. Mm. But um, as a partnership, I think there's some real promise there. You've obviously mm. got Adam Ida coming back as well. So I, I think a front two is the way to go. I think there's probably a bit of debate of what that looks like behind them. Um, the point I would make is I, I don't think it's beneficial for the team, and this isn't a criticism of Sargent because he's been, he's been brilliant this year, but... When he does play on the right i think it it does stifle norwich city's attacking work to an extent so i think it's probably better for the team it's better for puki it's better for sergeant if that's the front two it would, would be my argument but i i don't see a situation where not playing team with puki is beneficial for norwich to be honest you've been slightly critical of Timo at
2: times this year, you? <sighs> you don't say that in front of someone that's intelligent <laughs> i just look i as always i'm so respectful of everything he's done for a football club Cannot ever be written off. Not writing him off. I just think, just like Tim Cruel, I just don't think he is a player that we can say, "Oh, you can't criticize him because he's Timmy Pookie. This season, he hasn't been on it. He hasn't, which is still impressive considering how many goals he scored. But I just kick myself. But are I you just comparing
0: so. him to previous campaigns? No, with, I just with, I, a, with an Emmy Wende. I think
1: him. no, I. It's some bit structural though, as well, right? Yeah. I I don't think the team's been configured to how he wants to play. I agree with
2: that. And I'm not like, we've definitely not played a style to compliment Timu Puki. But I also think that Timu Puki has not been at it. I don't. You can see it in his body language. You can see it in the way that he moves about the pitch. Is it's been in it's been stop start. In my opinion, there's been two games where I've gone, Timu's back, baby. Mm. And then there's been two where I've gone. I honestly would drop him and I'd have Josh there instead that's just my honest opinion I I love him I respect him he's a great he's a legend one of my favourite players of all time but I just feel like this season we've played him for the sake of squeezing him in
0: when we've not played a system if you're not going
2: to play a system that benefits him don't
0: play him I think the interesting thing is with Timu I agree I don't think the system does suit him hugely but even the goals at the weekend I think they kind of all come from Timu and like a lot of the chances have come from a team who shot. The, the opening goal against Stoke comes from a moment where he stings yeah. the defender, shoots yeah. and falls to Ramsey. I'd say, I'd, to the point I'd agree, where we played Millwall and Huddersfield that week where it was like games at Cow pretty much every evening, where he was injured, wasn't he? And we looked a lot more cohesive going forwards, I thought, with Sargent through the middle. And Sargent's got that dynamism, that bit of pace, that strength, that aerial ability, where you do just go, oh, I'd love to see him through the middle once again. Yeah, agreed. I actually think Norwich look better when it's been
1: one or the other. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think when they when they play two. I don't think that's maybe worked. It's probably worked better against the three. But even then, I think teams have, have worked it out a little bit more recently. Um, and 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 yeah, I I agree. I, I think what maybe people don't see is the space he creates for other people we yeah. spoke about, Ramsey. I think um you, you look at Sergeant's drive for the goal of the weekend, it's a pooky yeah. one that creates a space for him yeah. to go into. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of work there and a lot of stuff off the ball that is really beneficial to Norwich that you wouldn't necessarily see. So even when he's not scoring goals and you know, I, I sit him in, in Press conferences of opposing managers, sort they of all talk every, about, week. Don't they? every Team Team Ipuki's mm. the one, the, the sharpness in the area, the one that causes the headaches, mm. that causes the issues, that sort of parts the defence for, for players to run through. He's he's
2: the one that they yeah. look to stop. Oh, you haven't inf- Connor's influenced me to come back on the on the Team Ipuki bandwagon again. I'm not. i I'm I, just, not I, you. I say it out of love because I know where he can be. Mm and i know that he's not there because of the systems that we've played and i do think it's i do think it's reflective of that i'm not criticizing timu i just i just think if you're going to play a system that doesn't benefit him then just play josh
0: we we talk about influence, which we've forgotten to say that Josh Sargent's celebration has now gone to Aaron Ramsey because he went. Oh, with the that old, was class, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, both yeah. of them went with it. Went for
2: the Sargent salute.
0: Connor Warns question. Now, where do we stand with our midfield, gent? So it's the department that g- gets the most stick, but they've now scored our last five goals. Fair comment, by the way. I mean, Not facts full, don't though, count out feelings. Yeah, old old Connor in a yeah. big one. Uh, it, Love that. I I'd, I'd agree. I it still feels to me, Connor, that the midfield is the is the The defence have made mistakes, but it feels like there's a fairly solid base there. I'm still not sure, and I don't think Dean Smith's quite sure, what our strongest midfield looks like. I'm not sure if it's Liam Gibbs in there. I'm not sure if uh, Kenny's in there. I'm not sure if you're playing Nunes like... Do you know what it is, or <laughs> no, really? Nine. No, I think I, all I would
1: say is I, I think Saturday is probably the closest that I felt to going. Yep, okay, I can. I can and see what? That. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. So that was Hayden. Yeah, Hayden, McLean, Sarah, and, and also like it, it was. It was. We spoke about Dean Smith earlier. It was relevant to the game because you looked at mm. what Rotherham are. They were going to impose physicality and be intense, so you pick players who can stand up to that mm. and impose themselves on that. And Hayden is is a presence, Kenny McLean is energetic, and, and Sarah, much the same, will run all day, mm. so I think mean, that blend works for the occasion, but it doesn't necessarily mean when Norwich are playing against a team who are going to play a low block at home and they need to break them down, that that's going to be the right one. Mm. So this is this is again where we, we probably go back to a coach that needs to find a solution to different mm. different things, but I, I think actually that's probably going to be the area that we see the most chop and change in, and, and probably why the shape has changed so much, because as you said, they've got different players than, than maybe they would need for different occasions. Absolutely. Them. I love Hayden,
0: but he does make me nervous, Chris. No, no, No. Again, you've not listened to me. He makes me nervous because his knee is strapped and every time he goes down, mate, he, he looks mate, completely broken. Hayden, no. it's because, Do you know why? It's because he's doing the job of three midfielders at once. D- aren't he he always is a colossus. injured when he goes down. He is down. a
2: colossus. He is a man-mountain. He is a brick shit house. And by the way, he's got the... The fight and the passion and the belief and the leadership that that midfielder is uh, midfielders lacked. I haven't any Isaac, of that. I just said he always that, looks like he's going to be injured. When he goes Yeah. Down. Well, mate, start start believing in him again. All right. <laughs> Isaac Hayden, what a difference he's made. Kind of. He has phenomenal. He's going to be he's going to be a manager. Uh,
1: uh, I spoke to him after Watford, and uh, you know you just get that feeling when you hear a player speak. He's
0: he's going to be a, a manager, yeah. and I think a pretty good one. Well, there you go, maybe that is the answer. Dean Smith out, we have got the replacement there. <laughs> I, heard from,
2: I heard from someone somewhere, I might be getting them in trouble by saying this, someone has told me
0: this. Connor's somewhere. probably said it on a Pro- Probably Connor, it's Connor again, isn't it?
2: <laughs> that When Isaac was out injured, he was in the director's box and he was actually writing notes Yeah, that? Oh, Dean Smith said yeah, that was Dean Smith said yeah, that, oh, okay, that yeah.
1: wasn't you, fine. Uh, so, so, yeah, I, I think he has brought a leadership and and actually spoke to Grant Hanley after Sheffield United, I think it was, and, and he made reference to him just just being a man. And actually, mm, when, yeah. you, when you look at Norwich's team, it is very young, particularly going forward. You look at that front line behind Buki, yeah. even if with Sargent in it, it's very young. So mm. you've kind of got experience in there. I think his inclusion on, on, on Saturday allowed the full-backs yeah. to go on in a way that they haven't been allowed to go on. So he's made a big difference. I think he's probably become the player we all
2: expected he would yeah. right, in terms of importance. We, I, I, we didn't want to say it, though, did we? We mm-hmm. all went, oh, we can't put, we can't gamble on him too much. Joe, you know I loved it. absolutely... You know what I'm yeah. saying, don't you? His thuggish behaviour. Did you see him go up to the Rotherham <laughs> fast? I saw it in real time, actually. <gasps> oh, yes. God, yeah. that got me going. Mm, it was yeah. good, wasn't it? That really got me going. Yeah, like, good. that is what you want to see. And by the way, old Maxie got involved in that as well, didn't he?
0: he did. I wanted more, did. though. I wanted the cupping of ears. I wanted... Well, no, he did. did. Did he not give it some specs or a cup? He did. Oh, did he?
2: he gave it one of the two.
0: Did, yeah, I think it was oh, that. It, it was an ear. It was an yeah, ear. Good. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Uh, Jack Wright with a, with a great question: Can Is... Aaron Ramsey go on to have a better career than Aaron Ramsey?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Good luck. Or maybe his brother, because his brother. Yeah, which quite one? Well which well? Aaron Ramsey are we indicating here? Think... Aaron Ramsey, the Arsenal. Oh. Le- player. No well, to Arsenal. no
1: to the Welsh international. don't uh, doing so.
0: What about Jacob? Can he be better than Jacob? Um, just say
1: yes
2: for God's sake.
0: Yes for God's yes. sake. Yes, good. <laughs> Reece, question. Um Chris, would you rather fight 10 Nuñez-sized Grant Hanleys or 20 Grant Hanley-sized Nuñezes? <laughs>
2: Hang on, right. So just go one more, please. Hang
0: on. Would you rather fight ten Nunez sized Grant Hanleys? No. Or twenty Grant Hanley sized Nunezes.
2: Twenty Grant Hanley sized Nunezes. Mm. You don't you do not want to be fighting Grant Hanley in any way, shape or form. So even if he's a foot smaller. I feel like you could negotiate with that many Nunezes.
0: Negotiate?
2: Yeah. I feel like we talking with, with so Grant. Yeah. Oh, as always, he's far too happy. Yeah, to <laughs> like, exactly. With um, Grant with Hanley, you're in trouble, aren't you? Do yeah. you agree, Connor? Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And we 100%. did
0: get to the bottom of why he's now called Nacho, thanks to a kind viewer. It's a, it's a shortening of his middle name that I can't remember. But we were like, why is Dean Smith suddenly calling Nuno's yeah. Nacho?
2: I'm still not there on it, but it's fine. It's, so, it's well,
1: it's, from, from I think he was asked for that in a press conference, and he basically said he came up to me one day and said, "Call me
0: Chili Nacho." <laughs> Oh well wow. that, that's, oh, that's, really? that's, that's it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Chilly nature. Yeah. He does bring that Fair spice to, mid- to the midfield mix, yeah. doesn't he? Um, HD um, with a f- w- w- he says his fun fact. I'm not finding it very fun. It says Aaron Rams and Jacob Ramsey both scored for their respective clubs. That's fun. Is it? Well, Can you lighten up a bit? Yeah. Please? I mean, we kind of knew that, but thanks anyway. You, um,
2: there's a couple of nice words in there for Connor. Read those out. Come on. Yeah. I have read through
0: them. Um, Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's a couple um, of nice comments For once, yeah. for um, my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello, Grandma! <laughs> um, hang on. Uh, Hay- Hayden? Hey, Hay-, Hay-, Hay- Izo. Uh, which Norwich player, past or present, would you want to coach you at football? Oh, past or present. So we're, we're assuming we're playing at the level we played at, so very average Sunday league. So which player would you... Sorry, maybe you were slightly higher than very average. Ab- maybe you were like no, I was okay very, ab- I was ab- very average I was very Um average. Who would you like to coach you? David Fox. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I I, I was I was David Fox. Uh, I was yeah. a midfield, I didn't really like mud anywhere on me, but I, oh, yeah. I liked picking a pass. Oh, okay. okay, David Fox. I feel like I'd like a bit of his passing, yeah, uh, yeah? knowledge. Yeah, Chris. You'd probably
0: like somebody who's a passion. You always use that one passion do
2: you know who i've really really enjoyed speaking to recently more than ever before hucks i just love how straight laced he is he doesn't fuck about i think he says me cry. It is. yeah but good mm. you need that every now and then <laughs> right but what i like about hux is that he's streetwise uh. yet had the talent as well mm. quite often players have to become streetwise or houses because they're just not very good at football mm. hux was like the ultimate mix of talent Hard work, played at an elite level, and just just has the ability to wind up opposition fans, to to draw a I, challenge, to get the crowd up. I rem- I
1: remember being younger and putting my hair
0: into the way that. Oh, he did, did you? And, yeah. yeah. Did you have the blonde highlights, highlights I, as well? No, no, no oh. I didn't have the blonde highlights. I see the closest did, but... to David Beckham we've had in terms of influencing <laughs> Norfolk <laughs> North. Let's not give him too many compliments because I know he watches this because that's mm. how the conversation started <laughs> last week. Mm. Absolutely, uh, Matt says. uh keeping it realistic. This is we'll get Connor's on this who's the one player you'd like to see Norwich sign in January Ooh. now I guess the question here is will we sign anyone and, and, we, no.
2: and we wouldn't have a clue so you need yeah, an answer and,
0: and yeah. Matt says I'd go for, for for Worrell he's hardly played for Forrest this season even a loan move would help us
1: yeah Cameron Jerome Carl Morris bring uh, him Elias Chair I like him
0: a lot he's good he's a good player a lot smaller Junior. than I thought right um, thank you
1: who's the one on Campwell uh, when, he, when he went through but right okay yeah I think I mean. If you want an injection of creativity he'd, he'd be quite
0: good but he's quite small so he there's is. that well, but will we do you think we will sign anyone because yeah. we keep hearing about the finances being in a fairly perilous position and not not unless
1: they sell and sell quite a bit so no do you think we'll
0: sell not
1: really okay
2: i think it'll be quiet pritchard <laughs> <laughs> mate we need a winger he's not a winger he knows the grass wasn't greener he's got He's got a job to do. Still. He's another man who's got a bit of
0: anger about him because he scored the other week and oh, cut his I he went like this, didn't that's, I like that.
2: that cello to the
0: Huddersfield mm. faithful was glorious, mm. wasn't it? Uh, Hayden says, Johnny Rowe, give it a go, oh. uh, will go on and become a starter when he's fit. He'll cause absolute havoc in this league. Johnny Rowe, let's have a go. Uh, I'm Again, I don't want sort to of oh, piss on Hayden's fire here, but... Um, you're and a real misery. It kind of, I am a bit tonight. It kind of feels the same with Liam Gibbs. like you cannot. Are they the answer? I don't know if they are. I think because of the levels being low this season, we've just been trying to find things to give us excitement. Is Jonathan Rowe better than anyone in our starting lineup at the moment? No.
2: But, Johnny Rowe, let's have a go. He's a wild card. He can add that is that spice what we need that? a wild card, card? well to, to, to break down championship defenses let's hear from the from the intelligent expert I I, I like Johnny Rowe. Um, but good I, answer. I, I think
1: so the danger or, or the question I have is uh, I'm always quite skeptical when a young player comes into a team that, that's getting relegated in the Premier League and mm, looks quite yeah. good for running around a lot I think that's Jamal a type, too. but yeah. I think I think to be fair, I've, I've spoken I won't name him, but I've spoken to someone who coached him in the academy for quite a few years, and said basically every age group he was at was um, was the best mm. and um, kind of most talented. And I think his his journey to the top is, is quite a nice
0: story if he ever gets gets to tell it at any point. So hopefully he does. Look, I'm I'm, um, I'm coming at this from love, and I want to see Jonathan Rowe progress, and I'm not oh, sure. you that line. From I'm so not on. sure that it is his progression will be coming off. I can feel the skepticism. Minutes. I can even feel the skepticism from the man on my left. He, he, will will be, he will be a right? brilliant player. Um I
1: just
2: I, I wonder if he needs a loan first. Yeah, I agree. Do you know? Every time like I just I felt this with Matt. I, I Madison is a prime example. Everyone says he benefit from that loan in Scotland. Get him in the Norwich team. Uh, I seriously, I think I like the look of Adam Eder. I like the look of Johnny Rowe, let's have a go. I do think you need a wild card to break down opposition defences. Maybe I'm a bit of a basic football fan, I don't know. I think alone is too easy. Possibly. Imagine if you played in a side that had a bit of confidence, that had a defence that wasn't getting battered every week in the Premier League. Yeah, but, yeah. And it's very cheap of you, particularly, mm. to say. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> to say like uh, he, he, oh he got oh he got compliments because he ran in the Premier League when everyone else does. No
0: fuck off. Yeah, but you, no, you, that's you, not right. Did he score? Me. Did he? Get, right. Did he register an assist? Because you yes, man. He did. Cop- yes, he did. Did yes, he? yes, he did. Yes, Where he was did. Yes, he did. Yes, he
2: Against? Can't remember. No. But he did. And Connor will prove me right in a minute. He can't. He can't remember either. Can he? No, I not Johnny Rowe. Let's have a go. Don't write him off. He'll be a player. I'm not writing He's him. He's got off. a chance for sure. Yeah. Got a chance
0: at uh, Norwich Noise tweets us, who I think might be Connor's mum, and says, Connor is a class act and clearly very talented. It's been a pleasure seeing him get to where Aww. he is so quickly and develop into such a fine writer. my mum wouldn't be that nice. That's nice. <laughs> oh, okay, but
1: uh, thank, yes, thank, you on. thank you very much, <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice. That's very kind of you. That's very lucky. Nice.
0: Uh, Harve, Harve, who I believe um, often calls me nasty things on Twitter, but I will answer his question. Yeah, cool. Um, says, Why does no one ever talk about the ownership of the football club? Well, I must say, it feels like is the thing that we've been talking about the most in the last couple of months particularly with uh, Marcus Taniazo and his kind of people coming into the into the football club Connor where are we at with Norwich City ownership I know we've got the AGM fast approaching as well so I'm sure it will be talked about more then give me a five year plan how do, how, how do you see Norwich sitting in five years maybe um, oh good
1: question uh, I, I've, I've always I've always posed the question, so I'll phrase it like that, that I'm not really sure why an American with a lot of money would be happy to kind of sit in the background. Mm. And you look at his Career over the whole, and what he's done with with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, not that I have a clue about baseball, apart from it's quite close to Rounders, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty it's much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, probably, class, I've right? just I've just offended of like your audience <laughs> yeah. on that, but he, he's quite a long-term thinker, and, and actually I think it's it's quite smart because if there is a view to that, which I I don't think is is a particularly controversial thing. So no. there is a view to that. Um, who better to learn off than, than two people who've been in the game for nearly thirty years and, and know what it's like to to run a football club. So it's uh, I, the way I've viewed it is he's almost in the passenger seat and at some point there'll be an opportunity for him to drive the car, I think.
0: And 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 Back Delia, and, Delia think, and Michael will, love the, car. will love um, the car. Delia and Michael will understand where they are in this situation as well, won't they? They'll know that there will come a point when they will need to hang up their boots so to
1: say yeah of course and, and i think that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't love the football club any, no. any less you know i think actually what's the saying uh, if you love something let it, let it go or whatever yeah, um, many, many many people will maybe see it in that way but You're a bit of a romance
2: i uh, think, uh, <laughs> no comment um, so so
1: look i i think i think and and let's you know there's an elephant in the room around their age as well. Like that's that's mm. that's something that that you have to take into account. I, I think I'll probably be dead at their age. Right? I mean, if they're well, doing like remarkably well, well at the, the rate stocker. of lakers that you're consuming, <laughs> but if I'm eighty, I want to sit at home in my slippers <laughs> and watch some nice daytime
2: TV. Me rather too. Than yeah. Meanwhile, they're going to, to every I know, single but, game. You know, absolutely. Hats <laughs> off to them. But this is the thing, right? So half, 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 think, half, half, half. Like again, going back to Connor's point earlier about like I'm not surprised that people are getting irate about you know Dean Smith about the board about Stuart Weber because we're not we're not hearing from them or it or the what it, what are we trying to do or what is the plan? I just and look, people inside the club might think oh Chris you you know you're being ungrateful you're spoiled for what we've you know we've supplied the media or the fans with over the last few seasons but again like I'm I know that Delia and Michael wynne Jones. Lo- they literally bleed yellow and green. Yeah. They love the club, and I and I and I know there'll be people watching this, listening to this around the world. Where, yeah, but they're holding us back, and like they're they're not, they're not. They're just waiting for the right opportunity. I think with 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 the Itaniasos, I I genuinely believe that the right opportunity, the perfect situation, has arisen. And I think that we're about
0: to go through the through the door. Right, I want this quick fire question from Ben. Uh, rank: Campwell, Ramsey, Sergeant Sonani, Dal Hernandez, and Rowe from best to worst in terms of them as a winger Good playing night. for Norwich City. You're gonna to have to write those names down for me. Campwell, yeah. is he in the top or the bottom as a winger? Ben, oh, Hang, on, a winger. hang um, on, because that's where he has been can playing. We, as can we just wide. change
2: the question to who's the best winger?
0: Yeah, that's literally what right, I was so asked.
2: No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, it who's was the best out the of all of those? Order.
0: Okay, give me the best and worst.
2: Right. So go through them again. Cantwell? Yeah.
0: Ramsey? Yeah. Sargent. Sinani. Dowell. Hernandez. Jonathan Rowe. Give it a go. In
1: terms of pure wing, because a lot of those players aren't wingers. But so they have been, been playing like, there. Yeah. But in terms of pure winger, I, I think Hernandez probably. Yes,
2: Connor. Yes, Connor. I'm so pleased you said that. Finally, someone with some, some some football
0: knowledge on the podcast. But in terms of in the system, who's the best? No, no, is no, it the same? Is it the same answer? That's literally what he's asking. Um, Playing as a wing at four Norwich City.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how many consistent performances I've seen in in a and, and that includes Hernandez, by the way, in, in, in those positions. Oh. Should have scored um, the winner against QCL. He, to he fair, should have though, done. He should have done. His, I agree with um, that. I agree with his that. His numbers Lovely behind, one. if you want to get really geeky about it, his shot, his, the numbers behind creating shooting mm. actions are among the highest in the Championship. Yeah, so they that, are. They shot, are. They, shot creating they actions. Are. They are, so
2: aren't they? Aren't you they, still comment? can't explain. They to are, me to shot comment? creating actions. I is. don't need to because it backs <laughs> up my point that Hernandez is given way too much grief for what he gives this team. Who's the worst? But what I do need to say in balance is he missed a hell of an opportunity. A hell of an opportunity. But to be fair, there were two others in that game as well. I also felt that Toddy should have pulled the trigger with his left in the first half as well. Your your beloved team in Pukki that can do no wrong missed an absolute sitter. And so, yeah, it's not just about an L. Who's like, the worst? Who's the worst winger? I'll tell, you
0: who's, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll change the question. Who's made me most frustrated is Dan Elsonani. Because I yeah, thought at the start of the season, I yeah. thought, cool, we've got a player on A out, wild isn't? card. And now I've gone, actually, he's shown me absolutely nothing yeah it's been pretty
1: telling hasn't it that he's not been in the squad yeah. for the last few weeks and yeah. so I actually I put that to Dean on fr- Friday maybe midweek um, about why he wasn't and just said it was a selection decision Right.
0: so, so yeah, I think that,
1: that probably answers the question doesn't it certainly mm.
0: mm. uh, final question oh, no, there's loads of questions Come yeah I on. know but there's so, there's so many we don't want to get them all in so one final question Boom. Um, I'm going to go with go on fill some time
2: you never get any quick.
0: Finn Bassett. Finn Bassett. Because we, we haven't discussed either of these two By the players. way, that's name of the week. Finn statement. Bassett.
2: That's a solid name. What do you reckon Finn does for a living? Accountancy. Finn Bassett. Yeah, I reckon so.
0: Or sweet seller. Uh, statement. No idea how it took us this long to realise that Angus Gunn is a far better goalkeeper than Tim Krul. Oh dear. Tim Krul is too mistake prone, but with Gunn, I feel safe. Well, I'm glad you feel safe, Finn. That's a, you answered that. What's your opinion on
2: the Angus Gunn-Tim Cruel debate? I, I think they're two goalkeepers that are very, very similar mm.
1: uh, in quality. I think Angus Gunn's really taking his opportunity. I, 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 I was surprised, actually, that Dean Smith made the decision that he made. Um, I think there's an argument to say it was quite a harsh decision, actually, when you, when you delve into into various numbers, but I understand why he
2: made it. Come um, on, quick pause, sorry. Go on. What does various numbers mean?
1: Well, I, I think you, you look at kind of his shot-stopping numbers and his general goalkeeper numbers. He wasn't ranking too badly in terms of comparatively to other championship
0: goalkeepers.
1: Mm. But there were a couple of mistakes, and they get highlighted, I think, even more so. When you, and it's a bold I'm praising Dean Smith ultimately because it's a big call to make. I yeah, think yeah, was, yeah. It was probably yeah. at the time that he made it the right call, but I didn't think he was going to make it. Um, and Angus Gunn has taken that opportunity. I think he's been excellent. And, and what I like about him is he's a very intelligent goalkeeper in that he... Positionally reads the game really well. He gets him like the the Ollie McBurney save at Sheffield United. That's come yeah. from him positioning himself really well, because mm. I think there are other goalkeepers who don't get mm. in the position that he gets in. So I've been
2: really impressed. What what people maybe don't think about enough with Angus is that is that he he was literally trying to save shots from Sergio Aguero in mm. training and was under Joey Hart right and you know. <sighs> Being in that Man City yeah. team in that era before he then before he then went out again, you know, that's going to do the world of good. I remember him saying, you know, like, him saying to me, oh, yeah, I'm trying to save shots from Sergio Aguero. And I'm like, oh, where did I go wrong? It's phenomenal. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm buzzing for Angus, but look, he's proving a point. Lots of people uh, give him the, the, the cheap, easy, lazy label of, oh, he's a Norwich boy, so, you know, no one can ever say, you know, when when he makes a mistake, we'll say it, but at the moment... It's working well. well and I feel. I do feel for Timmy Krull. Because yeah. Again, just like Timmy Pookie, he's a club legend, and I do think it was brave of, of DC. Well, I think you look him. at
0: Tim, and he'd probably get in twenty-two other championship time teams as their first, as their number one. I think we're very lucky to have two clearly very. I think you getting some Premier League sides. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think it's a very good problem to have, isn't it? Two to, to keepers. Normally, when a player, when a manager comes out with that, when they say, "Oh, you know, the quality, of the competition is anything," oh. mm. but with 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 Angus and, and Tim, you can genuinely yeah. feel yeah. that they're both they're both pushing each other on. Which is I, very I suspect
0: surprising. that Angus probably internally did feel pressure not only to keep Tim Cruel <laughs> out the side, but for his own personal development because he's a, yeah. an, he's not. I don't think he's classed as young anymore, is he? And He's had a lot of time mm. at, at clubs maybe where he hasn't kicked on as much as he would have wanted to and now he's got his opportunity and he's firmly grabbed it. I've seen a
1: real change actually um, from probably the first game he played for Norwich where I didn't think his confidence and, and understandably so given what he went for at Southampton but the goalkeeper I see now is completely different mm. I think to the one that, that walked through the door mm. and that's, that's really positive actually. Um,
2: and yeah, he's there now because it, he can have that shirt for as long as he wants it, providing he keeps performing. The only time and he, he said we said this to him when he when he sat on this very seat, I said the only time I have ever felt nervous when Angus was in goal was against Ipswich at mm. home. I think it was the was it the 1-1 um, yeah. where Tim Close scored. And um, he even he said oh I was a bit oh, I was a bit nervous for that one. Or was it the I think it might have been the one at Portman Road, either or. Apart from that, looks assured, coming out for stuff, more vocal than ever before, great shot stopping. You know, saving shots at his near post. Just, I, I'm, I'm, I can't praise him enough. No, we are. We're finished on a positive,
0: just as we want to. Colin, pleasure as always, my friend. Keep up the good work. Thank oh, you, guys. Thanks, thanks, very appreciate much. It. Um, thanks for watching. We'll see you all again very soon. Bye, bye.